All right, hey everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. We are here today with a guitar player for Levytown here in the house, Brandon Hutzbeth. How you doing? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I man. Thanks it. for coming over. Absolutely. My pleasure. So I'm sure that I met you at your guys' jam. That was probably the first time I, I met you guys. Nice. Yeah, you and Jan and, and Jack and, right. and those guys. But uh, I've always been very impressed with your guitar playing. Uh, a couple of times I've noticed when... And this happens a lot when I think we're playing in, in a, like maybe like a slow blues or something, and somebody's able to kind of take the first part and you're just kind of going, 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 and then take the second one and then you just give it to them, you know, and you blast off, yeah. And I've always noticed that that was always really cool when you'll, like at the end of a tune or so, you know, everybody's done their solos and then you're taking the last one and right. then you'll go off and do your something and then jan and jack and those guys will go with you you know and yeah. they'll, they'll they'll find you and, and follow you up the mountain or whatever you Absolutely. know and that's uh, i've yeah. just always been impressed by well those guys yeah. know what i'm going to do before i do it mm -hmm. i think sometimes mm -hmm. you know because we've been playing together for so much sure so yeah long and so consistently over the years you know mm -hmm. but yeah i think that's real important when you're soloing is to start from the bottom and bring it out or the whole song in general for mm -hmm. the most part is, got to start somewhere and go somewhere if you start loud or whatever crazy there's nowhere else to go you know mm -hmm. so yeah, that's very important i appreciate you saying that yeah yeah definitely and I, I know we had we had jan in here uh uh faircloth uh, a couple you know a couple weeks ago on the show and he had, he had a lot of a lot of really nice stuff to say about you he was oh, talking right. about that you guys have known each other for a while and clicked yeah. clicked pretty hard you know yeah and yeah like, we've been we've been yeah. through it with each other for sure you know the good and bad of course but yeah we've definitely musically and you know friends wise too mm -hmm. definitely yeah. clicked over the years we've mm -hmm. been worked together we've worked together a long long time you know so, yeah that's cool man yeah so. so so like so a lot of people know you from your jam or whatever but like kind of Tell, tell me what happened before that, you know, how'd you okay. get started playing and stuff? Uh, well, I think what, how I started playing was my dad was a huge musical mm. connoisseur, you know, he loved all kinds of, uh, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, so Bob Wills is the king, mm -hmm. you know? so I'm a big Western Swing fan, and B.B. King, he'd come to town a lot back in those days, and and you know he would play he played black clubs you know there mm -hmm. my dad would take me every time would be the only white people there mm -hmm. literally so and jimmy reed and he just always had music playing and he introduced me to to music in general but i think i really took off on it when i saw johnny cash on sesame street <laughs> that's how i that's how i really got hooked you know i was like five and i you know that's on sesame street they'd have all kinds of people come mm -hmm. and play you know and Johnny Cash was on there, and I just thought it was cool as heck, you know, that he was on there, and he just looked cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounded cool. So my mom signed me up for guitar lessons mm -hmm. when I was five. Oh, wow, so and pretty I, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had started taking lessons with a guy named Larry McCabe, and he was a big publisher in, in Mel Bay books. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of instructional books, and uh, taught me a lot, got me going, you know, and I, I took lessons for him for years. And I just, you know, continued taking lessons uh, until I was like 15, mm -hmm. you know. And at that point, I uh, was a 15-year-old, started playing sports, yeah. stuff like that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Got out of it just for a little bit, but then I realized that, you know, I always was a huge music fan. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean the biggest thing to me is to go and buy a tape, you know, that's mm -hmm. what I wear tapes, of course. You're so, old. Yeah, right. So, you know, I that was the biggest thing. On the weekend, my dad would take me to go and I'd get a new tape every That's Saturday fun. or whatever. And I thought that was, and that stuck with me. And uh, so eventually, you know, when I was about 15, I started getting back into music real heavily. Mm -hmm. And I started taking lessons from a guy in Tulsa named Mike Bruce, which is a legend down there, guitar player. Mm -hmm. He played with Bobby Bluebane and... Bob Seeger, he was mm -hmm. one of the guitar players and recorded albums with him. Um, all kinds, one of the Jacksons, I can't remember, uh, one of the daughters. Mm -hmm. Anyways, he was a great jazz blues player, and I, mm -hmm. that's what I was always into was jazz. That's cool, yeah. yeah and blues too, you know? Sure. So I took lessons from him for a long time and was desperately trying to f start a band. Mm -hmm. When you're 15 and you want to play jazz and blues, it's hard because. Mm -hmm. A, nobody even knows
knows what jazz and blues is hardly when you're 15 uh, your peers anyways mm-hmm. and b the people that are into music want to play uh, heavy metal you know mm-hmm. which i like too but yeah. that's not really what i wanted to do so i found some college people finally mm-hmm. when i was about 16 and, and started a, a, a blues band and we started playing colleges uh, when i was 16 and we played all through northeast oklahoma Oh, that's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, weekends when I was 16, and uh, it was called Traffic Jam. I'm still probably best best friends with the guy that, that started the band with. Mm-hmm. He's still playing down in Oklahoma. And we played just blues songs, basically, mm-hmm. and jazz, you know. We played all the, all the standards and kind of mixed it in with the blues. And the college kids loved it for some or whatever reason. They didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that, but Grateful Dead was big, you know, then they came around, that's kind of a, you know, and we were like a jam, we jammed on the blues. Yeah, yeah. They didn't understand what it was, you know, they just thought we were just up there jamming like Grateful Dead, you know, Mm -hmm. but it it really clicked, you know, and and I was real happy with it, and we became pretty, pretty popular, and then started making Mm -hmm. some money, and I was like, wow, this is Mm -hmm. a pretty good deal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm 16, and and I'm out there playing, and I gotta get up at 7 o'clock and go to class, you know. Mm -hmm. So I did that all the way through through high school, mm-hmm. and I was a late bloomer as far as getting into jazz band. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into jazz band until I was a senior, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I don't know why. I uh, I had some drawbacks, but uh, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But I was in jazz band, and I won. I got to win. I won all state and uh, and received a bunch of. Uh, scholarships to college oh that's cool yeah Yeah. it's big time yeah so I went to TU Tulsa University and studied jazz at uh, Tulsa University for uh, a couple years Mm -hmm. and then so when I was 18 or 19 I moved to Kansas City and uh, I uh, looked to play music Oklahoma yeah. works in, right right now. Tulsa is a pretty good scene in in music, but at that point, it, it wasn't. I didn't see it as a good place to be at. Yeah, especially not being twenty one. Mm-hmm. All those clubs. Yeah, you know, had to be twenty one. Yeah. So I moved to Kansas City, and uh, and right off the bat, I I met a guy named Bill Dye. Uh, do you, if you know, he mm-hmm. was a great yeah. guitar player, jazz, blues country guitar player here in town and uh, for whatever reason he took a liking to me and he started giving me all his gigs that he couldn't make mm-hmm. I played I got to play with Little Hatch a lot he was a, one of the greatest blues men that nobody knows about that mm-hmm. really here in Kansas City mm-hmm. legend here in town and he, he's, he's passed on but I played with him Lonnie Ray and mm-hmm. uh, John Paul Drum and, uh, and that, when I came to town that was the scene Little Hatch John mm-hmm. Paul some Hank and the Heartaches. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing out a lot of people but yeah. in the blues. So I got to play just fill-in gigs with all these people, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I decided to start my own band. So I started a band called Cobalt Project, which was with a female singer named Sue Stubbs. She's still around. We had different people play with us. You know, sure. drum, lots of drummers, lots of bass players. <laughs> Sometimes it was a duo, <laughs> but we did that hard. We practiced, we played gigs for tons of gigs every weekend, and we traveled, and did all this, and it was going good. But you know that took its course. So I uh, decided to uh, to to part ways with that, and Jan Jan was in that band actually at mm-hmm. the very end. We had hired him, and so. Uh, I just figured I'd start my own band, so I got I got Jan and uh, and Jack was I conned him into moving to uh, Kansas City, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on his way up, but I yeah I you know I called him and we talked hourly for hours about what we wanted to do. And mm-hmm. So, anyways, he joined the band and uh, Jimmy Mead uh, joined the band too. So it was a four piece. We all ended up living in the same house. All right, yeah. <laughs> So we did that for years and years, and and I was, you know, I was teaching tons. I was working at mm-hmm. a, uh, teaching at a music store. Mm-hmm. I was teaching like forty five students a week, yeah, uh-huh. all, all ages. And I was teaching at the house, and uh, so I was keeping busy. I was making a living, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I've never had to get another job. I've always done yeah. lessons and, and gigs for for you know money. 
that's yeah, that's yeah. great. Man. Very very lucky, and yeah. but it's you know it takes a lot of dedication to do that, right? And, and being at the right, making the right choices. Mm-hmm. You know. So started Levy Town, uh, played a lot, still play Levy Town, um, and then uh, I was I was in a I was just kind of in a slump, you know, as far as I wanted to know more about music mm. so I was like shoot I'll just go to the conservatory the UMKC mm. so I did so I signed up and uh, went started going to school there full time mm. <laughs> the music you know and when was that then uh, uh, let's see two or uh, 2010 maybe yeah so so eight whatever ish years yeah. ago yeah yeah a little yeah. while so that's a great school mm. so kids were phenomenal Musicians, mm-hmm. lots of great younger. I was you know, probably the oldest one there. Mm-hmm. Took guitar lessons from I think the best guitar players uh, I know in the town, mm-hmm. you know, in the country. Some of them, you know. Who was the guy, the big teacher uh, there? For for Rod, for uh, guitar, uh-huh. was, uh, it was uh, Rod Fleeman oh, yeah, and for Danny us. Embry. Yeah, two, I had both. Yeah, taught, I mean, both probably the two best in town. Uh, yeah, and I took classical from Doug, Doug Neat. She's mm-hmm. world class classical yeah, guitar yeah. player. So I wanted to do that because my teaching was I wanted to be able to communicate better through the right vocabulary to, to you know mm-hmm. communicate with my students how, yeah. how it is you know the theory and and what to do to get better and how to uh, get a vocabulary and of you know what you want to play and have a stylistic you know just want to be able to you know teach people how to learn. Mm-hmm. So they taught me, and I got to take that, and I got to teach teach my lessons that. So it, cool. that helped me with my teaching. Oh yeah, and my playing. They had me practicing eight hours a day. Right? It's ruthless. <laughs> I loved it though. It's great. Right, right. It's great. Yeah. So I I went to to school for a long time, you know, and um, Bobby Watson, of course, was one of my teachers. Mm, yeah. And all those guys. Right. I could go on and on. Yeah. Guys. Sure. And uh, so Levytown was going strong. We uh, toured all over the place. We did the international blues competition, made the top ten. That's cool. Um, made tons of album. You know, lots of we're still recording an album right now. So yeah, that's we cool, got man. Nine CDs, you know, all original stuff, and that's been really good. You know, uh, and in the last couple years, I still do Levytown, but I kind of wanted to do something. Else. Mm-hmm. Too, so I started to tour. I'm on tour all constantly. I just got home, been gone over a month. Wow! Been playing with a guy and uh, out of Texas named Randy McAllister. Mm-hmm. He's a Grammy Grammy nominated, uh, talented, completely ridiculous sing, singer songwriter mm-hmm. drummer harmonica player. Been doing that constantly, touring all over Canada and, and the United States. And I've uh, been playing with another guy named Dustin Arbuckle, and the, his his band's called the Damnations. I've been touring with them a lot, and we're getting ready to go to Europe and uh, wow, Spain, man, that's great. Spain and and uh, Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, yeah. man. So and we're recording an album. I've recorded an album with Randy, recording an album with uh, the Damnations, and then uh, I've been playing with Hyson Taylor. That we've been doing a duo. We uh, we're recording an album right now. That's cool. We went to the international blues competition a couple of times, you know, in Memphis, and, and did fairly well. We made it to the semifinals, which yeah, is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, know? that competition is you know it's a good thing to get your name out there. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know that's. I think that's pretty much it. That's great, man. Yeah, that's great. You got tons of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, I try to. I got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you you said about nineteen things there that I'd love to chime in on. Uh, yeah. So you said so. The one thing that I'm always fascinated by is you're talking about having a little bit of understanding about jazz. Yeah. And and kind of understanding, you know, more more than three chords and understanding right. a little bit d- different kinds of styles and yes. stuff and I always find that really interesting right because because I'll meet a lot of guys that that'll they'll kind of want to play blues and that's all they know and I, yeah. I, I can't really dog them you know right. they don't care about the rest of it yeah I'm, I just don't care you know and so 
And so I'm like, okay, fine, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely found that, you know, because I, I haven't been studying jazz very much, but I'm from the classical world. So a lot okay. of the things that they're doing in jazz, I've heard a lot of, you sure. know, just just songs with like 90 chords in it. And exactly. like, you know, it just high level of difficulty, te mm. technical difficulty right. in songs. You know, I'm very familiar with stuff like that. And what did you... Uh, like with your, not even just with Rod and Danny, but but just with your training in general of how of learning more high, you know, high level, intellectually high level music. Like what uh, can you can you talk about that a sure. little bit? Yeah. So you know, uh, like you said, you can. Uh, I think the important thing is to learn from your heroes. You know, I I would take. Tal Farlow or, or early George Benson or West Montgomery albums mm -hmm. and just learn their solos, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. lick for lick, and and be able to play them with the with the CD, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and then take little ideas from what they've done and then put it into what I'm doing and and you can put that into into blues and, and you can superimpose all those all those chord changes, those the more uh, complex harmonies, what it is, right. You know? over the, the regular blues while you're soloing, you know. So I took a lot of those ideas and threw them into, uh, into the regular traditional blues, which is what people have done for years. Charlie mm -hmm. Christian, I mean, mm -hmm. that stuff is yeah. it's not real complex, but he took uh, the harmony and, and made it more complex, you know. Over one chord, There's, you can put a thousand chords over one chord. Mm -hmm. You know, with blues, there's, you know, there's four measures of the one chord at the beginning. You don't have to be like that. Charlie mm -hmm. Parker was great at imposing right. all the two fives, you know, to get back to that, that four chord, you know, and right. ways to get from one to four. And that's, and that's what I took a lot from the jazz guys is getting, getting, taking something simple and, and creating movement, right. basically. To, uh, the one that comes to mind with me is you'll uh, you can always distinguish like for example Everett Devan in town yeah, is a guy uh, who does does yeah. this a lot where mm -hmm. like you have your twelve bar and then at the end when you're just sitting on the one he's like one six two five yeah. one and he yeah. just adds that little six two five one sure. in in the end and it sounds awesome and there is an endless amount of ways you can do that right and he probably knows all yeah, of them. he knows all of them yeah I mean he's a great player yeah. but but then you'll hear the other guys you know. Do 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 right. do do That'll do, and then we're back starting on the thing again, and yep. and it's just that that always cracks me up. Yeah. Where the guys that that have enough wherewithal to throw that in, yeah. and they can, and for you guys, you know, they can blunt 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 boom, and they yeah. just you know, boom boom boom, and they can just nail those chords, and exactly. it's so effortless, and right. you know that's that that like yeah, because they've learned from those records. Mm -hmm. That's what those jazz guys do. You know, they impose those turnarounds within the structure of the song you know? mm -hmm. so yeah I mean but the biggest thing is to learn vocabulary from your heroes yeah. you know all the people that you like just learn their, what they're doing mm -hmm. you know, learn the harmony behind the solo or whatever it may be mm -hmm. and then um, learn the single notes that they're doing on top that way you understand how it corresponds mm -hmm. with, the, with the chords that are right. going on and I think that's I mean you don't even have to go to school, you know. Really, mm -hmm. those guys no, don't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> West Montgomery didn't go to college. Right. It's from the street, you know. Mm -hmm. It's street yeah. jazz, it's street music, blues, it's street mm -hmm. music. Yeah. You learn from you just listening. Listen. Yeah, you're just listening and then... Yeah, you try to, try yeah. to cop it, mm -hmm. you know. And then you take what you copped and make it your own. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing is... And that's what the jazz is... Uh, just being a fan of jazz, you have to love it, you know. You're not going to spend an hour, you know, hours a day to learn four measures of a song unless you like it. Yeah, right, right, right. That's so, the way. So on that thing, you were talking about that you teach, and this, and we've talked about this with basically all the teachers that I have on, is that that's where I'm getting frustrated as a, as a teacher myself, is that that moment of what you just said is that you're sitting here and you know... You know, you know the end game. The end game is you're awesome. You have you have uh, self, um, not self discipline. You have self motivation, right. and you want you want to get a person to have the self motivation to sit there and go, okay, West Montgomery, and they're doing the the octaves, and they're yeah. do, you know, and they're doing it. Yeah. Well, 
so you so you know that if if you want to stay here in three chord land, you know, whatever, that's fine. Right. But if you were to want to yeah. have more, you've got to learn what a half diminished and a minor and all these stupid chords that you probably yeah. need. Yeah. My problem is is that when I have a kid that that either says they want that and then doesn't want to do the work or they sort of are here in this lesson and they, you know, don't really want that, you know? And so what, like, how, how have you been handling that over time of, of having a kid, you know, who, you, you know, all this stuff that they need. Right. And For us, it's the bow grip and the curved fingers right. and you have, okay, and now you do your scales and blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, it's like. You gotta find, I think everybody, every, if we're talking about children, everyone's a little different, you know. And you have to, you have to get, you have to get a spark in them somehow. You have to get them to like what, it's got to be fun, A, you know, for those kids. So they got to have fun, you know. A lot of kids weren't like me and were just starving for, for, for wisdom, but some are, you know. But the ones that aren't, that want the end result, like you said, somehow you got to mix it up and make it, make it fun, make it find something that they really like and be like let's learn this mm -hmm. you know it's you love this you brought it to me you know maybe like that have them uh pick out something and then and then tear it apart and tell them and show them in that regard you know how, mm -hmm. how they came up with this idea or where they're coming from you know and make them understand that and then unfortunately you have to be like we're not moving on until you get down you know and then at that point, it doesn't become fun, and they don't want to do it anymore. Then, then they didn't really want to do it in the first place, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? So it mm -hmm. does. It takes work, you know, and right. you can't do it for them. Mm -hmm. you, know, you cannot do it. I've learned that, you know. I've, I've when I first started teaching, I was I'd hit myself over the head, being like, "How come you know these people are mm -hmm. wanting to work for you know what they want?" Mm-hmm. It's because they really didn't want it that bad. Right, you know? right. <laughs> they say they do. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Or they haven't even said they do, and you're you're yeah. you're inferring that they want it, true. but they probably don't want it. Very you're true. You're hoping they want they it, but they, yeah, they yeah, yeah, you know. And very true. Well, that's like, and yeah. and that's the other funny thing is you were talking about at like kind of asking them about what they like. Yeah. See, I've done that a lot, and the answer I usually get is, oh, well, you know, yeah. and and so and what was so funny? This is another thing you said is that. This has been a theme of everybody on the show has been like, we had music in the home, right? My dad played harmonica in some band. My mom teached piano my man, and, and your dad was the yeah. same of, of had it around. True. And so when somebody out, so when, when somebody asks you that question, you're like, you know, even for us, I always joke with my parents that we had Amy Grant Christmas blaring at Christmas time, you know, so yeah. I know all those Christmas songs yeah, yeah. because it was in the house and we had them blaring. Yeah. Country Roads, James Taylor, you know, all these classic. I, so when somebody asked me, what song do you like? Uh, yeah, and I have an answer, yeah, you know, and well, that, yeah. these other kids, I don't think they're listening to music at home. So when it's you ask point. them, what do you like? Well, well I don't know, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. so I like... What I'm frustrated about is, what do I do at that point? Yeah. You know, do I do I have do I have the come to Jesus meeting with the parents? Yeah. Hey, you guys need to go listen to you know, sure. and then they're like, okay, Rob, you know, and right. and then yeah, what do you do after that when they don't do yeah. it? You know, like that, do you chop them? One. You know, yeah. do you like right? Yeah, no, that's a tough one because I think things have changed from when mm -hmm. me and you were mm -hmm. kids. You know, the yeah. music has definitely changed. Mm -hmm. You know, what the, what's on the radio. When I was on the radio, at least there was, I'm a guitar player, there's guitar all over the radio, you mm -hmm. know, and it wasn't just on the classic rock station. Mm -hmm. It was grunge. Uh-huh, you know? grunge. There's guitars all over the place. New yeah. things coming up, you know, and I'm not even real hip on what's coming, what's new right now, but it, I know that it's a lot more electronic and mm -hmm. and uh, pop music is, is almost doesn't have hardly any instruments. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm saying too much there, but, no. you know. So, yeah, that's a good point, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I have seen is a lot of kids that are listening to the same stuff I was listening to as mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of their parents of my age, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're playing it. But I do have some students that are just diehard rock and rollers, mm -hmm. ACDC. Right, right. Want it, you know, and... Uh, and when that Guitar Hero came out, that, that started a resurgence right. in, in that kind of music, too, because yeah. they were hearing those songs on that game, you know. 
and everybody wanted to play guitar. I think we'd be surprised how many of those old classic rock tunes are all over movies. You yeah, know, I mean, true. we'd be yeah. I maybe I mean, that's most true. kids know what Sweet Home Alabama is. True, true. I think a lot of them actually do, but yeah. all the other ones, Taking Care of Business, mm -hmm. and all the I don't know if they've heard all of those, but there's a right. couple of those handfuls that they know they they yeah, they've, they've heard, heard them. You know, yeah. commercials or commercial. Whatever, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's still out yeah. there, but. Yeah, it's hard to, uh, you know, I do the same thing when I have a new student. What kind of music do you like? Do you have a favorite? And if they say, I don't know, mm -hmm. then I say, do you have a favorite song? Mm -hmm. And then if they're, like, giving me the deer in the headlights look, then I start naming people off, you know. Mm -hmm. There for a while, I was, you know, and she still might be huge, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. You know, all the little girls wanted to learn Taylor Swift, which was fine. Mm -hmm. At least it was music, and they, they yeah. she's playing guitar, and they want to. So that was a good good deal for me because those little girls were inspired yeah yeah you have the inspiration there yeah. at least yeah that's yeah, what it yeah, takes yeah. somebody that that they don't just want to play guitar for the heck of it you know they want to be like somebody right you know and that's that's something that that sticks mm -hmm. a lot of the times you know yeah i i get frustrated because you, and you mentioned it is when you have that moment where you know that they need this, yeah. but you you have the maybe the passion for the, uh, and and this is a perfect example that we see in Guitar Center every five seconds, and they've learned the damn, you know, yeah. and then we're like, well, what's the next part? And they're like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't know, you know, and so it's that kind of stuff of, you know, of trying to get them to understand that no, we need to learn the whole song, the whole song or yeah. that you have you love the rock, mm -hmm. but what if you learned how to do a, you know, half diminished B flat, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, now, you know, the, an example I can think of is you've maybe a, a student who's learned a couple of minors, their doms and their majors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, if you learn a swing beat and you learn like a B flat diminished, mm -hmm. there's like, you know, like eight jazz tunes have just opened up to you. Yeah. Just oh, learning that one more right. chord because all the re there's some yeah. easy twenties jazz tunes. Sure, yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. an after you've gone yeah. or a uh, honeysuckle rose or like you yeah. know some of those couple that are it's all major sevens and minors. Yeah, if you just exactly. sucked it up and learned right. this one, you know, and yeah, so I'm I'm wondering what you do at that point because then they're kind of. I don't want to do I this, don't want to learn this you know, but do like you this. just, you just go, I don't give a crap yeah. what you want, you know, I mean, right. do you go at, like, well, you know, you know I, it's, that's, that's hard, I think, like yeah. I said, I think everybody's different, every kid's different, and, uh, it's hard to keep them, to keep them inspired, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the kid, they have to want it, you know, and it comes yeah. down to that, you know, and there's nothing that you can do to force it down them, yeah. the yeah. more, sometimes the more you force it, I think, the it gets, they push you know? back, yeah. They push back, exactly. Yeah. But like you said, that's that's a good point. When you learn a couple of those formulas of those songs, you've learned so many songs, mm -hmm. and pretty soon you're driving down the road and you got the radio on and right. you can figure out what they're playing. Right. You know? It doesn't take, I mean, it's a lot of work for sure, but you know, there's definitely a formula into American mm -hmm. music, you know. Oh, sure. That, that if you learn that, then you, you're gold, you know, mm -hmm. you the world at your palm if you really, if you really want to do it. Even those rock songs, they followed the same mm -hmm. patterns a lot of the times, you know. As far as any, just American music in general, you know, from yeah. Django to the ACDC. Right. Yeah. So, well, you learn you learn six dom chords, and you you've got eight hundred blues songs immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, I mean that's yeah. uh, and that's what sucks and is yeah. great, you know, because yeah. these guys can learn six chords and now right. they can play blues for the entire. Yeah. the rest of their life right you right. know and that's yeah. cool yeah but bad because then they're like well but they're I mean, stuck there yeah. why why would i do anything else i've got 800 yeah. tunes immediately yeah i can know? go to the jam and play right i can go to the I jam can play every song at the jam <laughs> the thing about that is they don't know the vocabulary of all the artists you know the jams are, are a good place for people to get up and play with each other you know right. music with strangers yeah talk about your jam talk about your jam uh, because yeah knucklehead so we've been doing that for 10 years you know and I've hosted a lot of jam. We did it one at Winslow's before, mm. on Sundays, before Knuckleheads. Yeah. And then we moved over to Knuckleheads because it was yearly, you know. You can do it in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's been good, you know. I, it's, you know, it, we have a list, big old whiteboard, 
and uh, people come in and sign their name. They do three songs, and uh, and I just go straight down the list usually. I try not to, you know, if you don't, there's there's a lot of instances where I'll have, I don't want to play with this guy, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to play with this guy. I played with him last week, or mm-hmm. you know, and I always tell them, well, you better not sign your name by him by their name. Wait, mm-hmm. wait a little while, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of politics mm-hmm. in any jam. <laughs> you know, people, musicians, uh, you know, like anybody, have egos, and they want to get up there and, and show their stuff to the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and that's good and everything, but it, it's more about playing music with other people, you know. you got to be able to play with... That's why we try to emphasize that it's a blues jam, because if you can play... If you can play uh, like you said, it's pretty simple music to, uh, if you just want to get up and play, you know, and you don't really have to know anything. I mean, if you want to deep, deep like I have, and a lot of other people have, then there's very in-depth blues. It's very, very in-depth. Mm-hmm. But at a jam, it's usually just whatever we can play together, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's play blues. Okay, that's, that's easy. I know how to play a 12-bar blues, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> So hopefully from yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding, but well, you know, I mean, uh, so anyways, we just go down three songs and and, and try to switch it up. Uh, every three songs is you know mm-hmm. whoever's on the list. Some yeah. people need a guitar player, and, and I'm there just to try to make everybody sound as good as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's somebody else that can do that as well or better than me, then I get them up to do right. that. You know, so. <clears throat> Yeah, so basically it's just that, and uh, and hopefully it's, uh, sometimes people pick songs that aren't um, uh, ideal songs to play in the situation. Mm. Not that they're bad songs, mm. but it's a jam, it's not, I try to let people know it's a jam, it's not, it's not, it's not your show, mm. you know, it's not your show, you, you can't go up there and call a song that nobody knows, <laughs> I mean, how how is that gonna work out? You're gonna go up there and do the reverse of what you want to do. You want yourself to look good. Mm-hmm. If you go out there yeah. and call a song that nobody knows, then you're not gonna look good. I don't care who you got up there, you know. You know. Yeah, I called Lay- Layla on me the oh, other day. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, yeah, I could do it because I heard the song a lot sure. and I was able to kind of. And but he did it. You know, he did it the a different, you know, a little bit mini different version, you know, than, right. the, than the Clapton version, and, and okay. uh, I'm like, that was really, yeah, really dumb, that's, you yeah, know, that's, that was a that's dumb a thing to do. You know? There's a lot, I mean, almost... It's a wonderful song, but yeah, not yeah. jam-friendly. And it's, a, yeah, it's not jam-friendly. It's yeah. a great song. If you had your own band, mm-hmm. and you wanted to work it up, and every single person on stage knew what mm-hmm. was going to happen next, and knows the song, right. that's one thing. Yeah. But at a jam, it's not, it's not that time. Right, it's not yeah. that time. It's the time to, to help other, you know, play underneath people, help them sound. Whoever's in mm-hmm. soloing or singing or whatever, make them sound as best you can. Mm-hmm. That's your job. And when it's time for you to, to shine, then you go and, and do what you do, and then pass it to the next person. It's, that's why it's called a jam. <laughs> it's called a jam, you know. Yeah. So you know, we you know, like any jam. There's problems like that, but you just have to figure out how to communicate with the people right. that 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 aren't following the rules or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them. That uh, nicely, if you can, mm-hmm. that that maybe you should pick a different song, you know, mm-hmm. or, or or learn yeah. some songs, you know, that everybody can play, mm-hmm. that you know, everybody can play. Yeah. You know. So with the, the so with that whole idea, one of the things I've been asking a lot of people is is you know not not like always need to find a a uh, culprit for something or, or whose whose fault is it you know but but definitely the uh, the the kind of house band and maybe some of the really super veteran jammers like for instance if a Dave Hayes shows up at your jam you know he's you know major league veteran jammer and he knows exactly what's going on and, right. and then you have kind of everybody you know all the other people that are jammers and yeah. and so i i've always been interested in in the sense of when we have any and all of that stuff that you just talked about guys turning up to 10 or them picking a wrong tune or etc the what what I was hesitant to do at first um, is is 
step up and say something. Mm-hmm. You know, like for example, when they call Layla and yeah. and I go, oh shit. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, you know, and that usually doesn't happen to me because I, you know, I've had some training and stuff, but, but yeah. once in a while it definitely oh, does. Yeah. Or, right. or I'm, I have the wherewithal and other people like maybe a Dave or somebody, you know, is looking around the bandstand and goes, no, that, that right. song's not happening. And oh, they, they're happens. able to into, you know, they're able to go, oh no, he's not doing that. He would right. maybe, yeah. no, maybe, yeah. you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and so like, so the policing of it a little bit yeah. is where my, my, you know, fascination is with the show and what I'm trying to get out of people is like, how is the best way to police that? And somebody yeah. like myself, I would love to be the policeman, you know, yeah. I mean, I would love that, you know, I mean, I would love to be the freaking hall monitor, you know, yeah. there, you know, if, you know, that's, I'm joking, but right. you know, I, I would love to, but Definitely when I first got into town, I didn't have the reputation of a Paul Greenlee's and a Dave or, or yourself running the jam and stuff. And so yeah. I felt like, you know, it probably wasn't my place, even if maybe I could make him a 150 page argument of why he's wrong, yeah. you know, and, and just and literally destroy his will to live in an yeah. argument. Yeah. You know, it, it, it wasn't my job to do that. And so, like, I'm fascinated by those moments of when the house band needs to kind of just, you know, put their foot down a little bit and go, no, you're done. Or, you know, we're not doing the song. And what what do you think about that? Well, I mean, that happens every single Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have to say, we're not going to, we can't do that. We're not going to do that song. These people don't know. This guy may know it. You know, he may know it. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't know it at all. You know, the bass player doesn't know it. And the bass player's like, oh, I can follow him. And, yeah, and this guy's right. like, oh, I don't really know. Right. I kind of, I've heard it. Right. Then you have to be like, you can't do that song. Right. There's just, you just pick another song. And if they keep saying songs that, that, uh, that nobody knows, you know, you gotta, you gotta move on. You got you know, you can't, the show's not, can't pause. You know, mm-hmm. it's still a show, Pete. It's there to, mm-hmm. It's you know the bottom line is it's there for people to spend money you know right. drink, drink and eat and, and mm-hmm. whatever you know it's for the audience it's for the musicians it's it's a very communal deal right so you have to you can't be selfish you know people have to understand and some people just don't get it you know they don't understand yeah, yeah. I mean you know it's not I don't think know if it's their fault or or you know uh, they just don't understand that that nobody's gonna know these songs and you know by you yelling out chords i mean you don't even know what you're talking about you know you can't just start naming out chords like nobody knows how long to stay on each chord and you know five yeah yeah one you know, i mean some of that is okay i mean the song is not completely out of control right so you know you just have to you just have to and say you just have to say you can't play that song yeah. And, and try to be nice about it and, and I, you know I never want to make anybody mad or anything right. like that you know but it's just what so, it is so would that be the advice is that once in a while you know it's probably really wise for somebody to just stand up and go you know I mean there's there's 90 choices here right. that are all good yeah. and you pick 91, yeah. you know? And then yeah. so like sometimes it would be really wise because we're all going to look terrible exactly. but but then just kind of sort of knowing that that balance, it, it's irrelevant if I don't want to play X, Y, and Z, yeah. but we could and it would sound good. Right. That's when you need to back off maybe as an example, yeah, yeah. as a jammer, for example. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. You know, and then if they can't figure out a song to do and, and you have to be like, well, why don't you go think about it, you know, mm-hmm. sit down for mm-hmm. a while and yeah. come back next week. You know, maybe a good thing to do would be when you have a second, go over there and talk to whoever this person is sure, and try to help yeah. them out. You know, try to be like, you know, why don't you listen to, uh, to uh, find a BB King song that everybody right. knows or something like that, you know, or just try to give them examples right. and try to and, and you point just, them in the right direction. You just hit on something too. Would it be really why? Because this is what I've done at the jazz jams. I have my sheet. It's right somewhere in here. It's 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 a list uh-huh. of my sixty jazz tunes that I know, and so cool. now I just bring that right into the yeah. jazz thing. I'm like pick there one of these, go. you know, and or you come in and you, when you're up on stage and they go, what do you, 
what do you want to sing? Well, I, well, and then you go blank, like all of us do. Well, you come up with like a little list or so, or you have a number of these. So when you pick the Layla, right? Right. You can move on. You can move on. Okay. Well, how about Stormy Mile? Yes. Stormy. Okay. Good. You know, right. As long as there's something on that list that that fits the, uh, the criteria for the jam, you know, you go Mm -hmm. to the blue room, you're not going to play, uh, uh, you know, Pride and joy. Pride yeah, and joy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, you don't do that. Right. You don't come to the Knuckleheads jam and play an ACDC song. Mm-hmm. I mean, or Donna Lee. Or Donna Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know, Lee you're just not going to call stuff. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, there's jams around town. There's enough jams around town that cater to everything. Mm-hmm. You, know? you can go play jazz. You can go play blues. You can go play your rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, there's jams all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. I know that have open. Or, right, you know, where that you can play your rock and roll songs, and those guys in the in the band will know every song that you're gonna play. Sure, right. Like yeah. I know the blues, like right. the blue room knows the jazz. You know, right. You just gotta go to the right place and pick the right songs. Right, yeah. So, so you, you know. so you said something earlier about kind of guys in bands, and you were joking how we went through a bunch of drummers, and every every band's had a story like that where you know we went through. You know, it's been it's been a round robin of yeah. you know people in the band or whatever, and I've been kind of fascinated by that as well. And uh, one guy said to me when I was down on vacation in Florida, I was talking to the band. He goes, he said, if you get two good years with a band, that was really good. Yeah, and you need to be really happy, like right. with the same people, and you're yeah. gigging, and and yeah. I was like, you know, I I you know. Yeah. You know, because I was a little younger and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's so depressing. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, it was funny, yeah. but, but that, but I kind of realized now, and I'm still pretty young, 36, you know, I'm still in my kind of yeah. younger years of gigging and stuff. And, but I'm starting to understand that now when you get a, you know, Paul, you know, Paul uh, has been playing with the Nace brothers for, you know, years, you know, you and yeah. you and Jan have been playing yeah. together for years now, you know, and that's, that's a special thing, you know, yeah. you need to like be, uh, um, grateful for that, you yeah. know, and can you, can you talk about a little bit about for you kind of sort of running your band, if somebody were to come into it, come into your band, like skills wise or attitude or whatever, what are you looking for in a player? That's a good question. Uh, well, stylistically, they gotta like we you know we focus on original material, but there's a style that we we kind of go to, mm-hmm. you know. If it's uh, in every instrument's different, you know. The drummer, in my book, is the most important person in the band. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to have a certain groove. Me and Jack have been playing together forever, mm-hmm. you know, longer than I played with anybody. So we, me and Jack, have a certain thing that we do that a drummer has to understand, uh, has to has to groove with us, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was to start a band and, and have another bass player, it, it's the same thing. But they have to be, they have to be up on, on a certain genre, I guess, mm-hmm. certain styles. Um, that's just musically. There's right. a whole other mm-hmm. side of right. the mm-hmm. thing, of course. Yeah. I've you know, unfortunately, ran into some. Some problems personally with, with other people, but uh, but mostly it's a musical, it's a style mm-hmm. style thing, and uh, chops, you know, just sure. you want yeah. people that are good. <laughs> but you gotta understand right. that you know it's a band, and, and then they do their role as a bass player. Right. Drummer, you know. They gotta be able to hang. Yeah. They, they, they you you can't be like you know. Right. You know, talent wise, tugging them along. You know, right. I mean, they gotta be up to a. You know, there's exactly. a benchmark here, yeah. you know. And they want to, you know, or for baseline. me, uh, you know, I do this for a living, and they gotta, they gotta work, want to work hard, you know. Mm. They want to be able yeah. to travel, want to be able to, right? Be they gotta be in a situation that they that they can be away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? that's a, yeah. A lot of things like that. Yeah. Have their own gear. I mean, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. Have a car to get to the gig. But the biggest thing is, is just the, the, the level of musicianship mm-hmm. and being able to get along personally yeah. you know, and being able to travel and willing to, to work right. a lot, you know, and go out and, and do it, try to do it, you know. Yeah. Talk, talk about that attitude thing, because that's another thing we've talked about on the show a lot is that, you know, and this is, 
I'm going I'm going to prove with this show how many players there are in town. You know, and there there's a crap load, you know, and in all genres and but I think it's hilarious that, that, you know, you have a guy and he keeps you know, he keeps going from band to band to band to band to band, you know, and then everybody, you know, they can't really figure it out. You know, this happens in sports a lot, you know, where you have this guy and you look back at his career. Wow, he played for seven different teams in 12 years. You know, why did that happen? You know, and then you finally ends up coming out. Oh, he pissed off that, this wide receiver pissed off that quarterback and then that one got pissed and then that one got pissed, you know, and so like, so with the attitude, I, I think that that's not, that's not something to gloss over no. because how many, how many guys in town could play base with you technically? Right, exactly. Probably a lot. Uh-huh. But why is Jack the one playing? Yeah, the good point. You know, yeah, I mean, not yeah. him specifically, but somebody, right. somebody like him. So yeah. like, what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, that's, that's good because, uh. You gotta want to do it, you know. You gotta act like you want it. You gotta have, in, you know, just gotta be happy about where you're at at the time, and and really show up to work. You know, it's 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 play and it's fun, but it's work. You know, you want to be able to be serious at the right times. There's times to goof off, or you know, mm-hmm. have your have your fun after the show. You know, but you know, in this business, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's alcohol everywhere. You got to be able to not partake, mm-hmm. you know, until wait till after the show. You know, you just got to have that attitude that I'm here to put on the best show possible, do my job the best I can, just like anybody that has a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's not just music. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just you want to be able to come in and do your best and be happy. And and you, and this is a thing. Music is like you know, you're on stage. Can't go up there and act like you're not having fun, you know. Even if mm-hmm. you're you're fighting with your brother or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go up and sometimes put on a different face and, and go through the show and then worry about your problems later. Sometimes, mm-hmm. so it's you have to, you know, you don't want to complain a lot, you know. All that stuff is mm-hmm. something that you know you can say what you feel at the right time and and, and deal with it, you know, at the right the right way. But during the show, that's the biggest thing. During show, rehearsal, anytime you're working, recording, those everything else you have to put mm-hmm. on the side, you know. And then if you have a problem with something, we can talk about this over the phone or for coffee or over coffee when we're far away from this, mm-hmm. this stage. My buddy Phil Wakefield said, uh, "If you want to hear a musician complain, give him a gig." You yeah. know, I was like, "That that's a funny." There's quote. a lot of that's, people yeah. that, that no matter what. They're going to complain about something like, uh, "Oh, we're not getting food tonight. Mm-hmm. This yeah. hotel has got cockroaches all over it." <laughs> of course, that's not good. But you know, yeah, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta be happy with what you get right. sometimes. Yeah. You know? This is this is not the most glamorous lifestyle in the world, but you, going in, you gotta you gotta know that. And, mm-hmm. and if you have a problem, then let's talk about it at the right time. Right, in the in the complain category, I've always I've been starting to ask a lot of people this question about what's your deal breaker, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a fantastic question because it's a little bit different for everybody, and 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 one that I've brought up on the show before is the idea of you know you've got forty seven songs in your set list and three of them you absolutely hate, hate right? but the other forty four are kind of good yeah, and you yeah. like it, right. and everything else the guys are fun to be with. You're getting gigs. The money's fine. Yeah. Is that three songs enough to like? First of all, leave, right. or second of all, make a big stink over? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Probably not. You know. No, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, so every band, there's no way that if you're in a band that you're gonna love every single song you're playing mm-hmm. every night. It's impossible. Right. You got your favorites. You got your oh these those would be fun. And you got ones that are like oh gosh this song again. But you play it the best you can and you make it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as real as you can. Mm-hmm. You know that's it's music. You know I mean you got to uh, be in the moment and, and make it the best that you can possibly make it. No matter if you hate it or not, mm-hmm. you got to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. You right. Know? Love it. Yeah. And you you were also talking about the idea of, of making money and kind of the business side of music and that, mm-hmm. that gets that gets back to the when you have a guys in a band and you 
you're not you're you're obviously you have the whole music question about what musically we're going for Mm -hmm. you know about we're going to be an original band or we're going to do this like the original or you know we're going to pick these songs or these covers or whatever but then you have kind of the whole other club owner side yep. and you were, you were talking about what, why are we standing here on the stage right now? Right. Well, these guys think it's because of them. They think it's because yeah. the musicians and me, 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 you know, and right. the, but you just said something that I totally agree with. Well, you know, it's, you don't want to admit it, but it's for food, you know, yeah, this, this drinking, drinking and food. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. that's something that I've, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've had many conversations over the years with yeah. that type of thinker as opposed to the, right. hey, maybe we need to kind of work with this club owner and he's not the, you know, he's not the spawn of Satan, you know, right, it's right, like, right. there's, you know, you're, yeah. I don't care if you don't like, you know, Sweet Caroline and Mustang <laughs> yeah. Sally and yeah. the, you know, and, and yeah. you know, what, what do you think about the, or so this is a better question. Do you think there's a mentality out there with a lot of musicians that are annoyed at having to play those songs or that are really pissed off at the club owners? And so do you, do you, yeah, do you, you know, find that? Yeah, there's certain, I, oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, uh, for, for, for not, for not, for not for what I do, you know, right now, I'm in a position where I don't have to do that as much, but a lot of people, like you said, you're, you're there to help the club make money, you know. Mm-hmm. You're getting what you get, you know, mm-hmm. what you talked about before before you even mm-hmm. showed up. Now go there and, and do whatever it takes to keep people there, get them to drink more, mm-hmm. you know. It, that's the bottom line, mm-hmm. you know. Get them to call their friends so that they come back and see you again. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and, and that helps you too because mm-hmm. you're building the crowd and you get more gigs that way, right. you know, more jobs. So... But yeah, there's a lot of people, you know, of course, nobody wants to go up there and play certain cover songs on every night, you know. Mm-hmm. But if that's, the, and the, if you're in that band that's doing that, and you guys are, and it's working, mm-hmm. you got to do it, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or give it up and do something else. Yeah. <laughs> the other big one that I know that you've heard many musicians talk about is the, the other part that you neglected to say right there is what happens before the show right. is that you bring a bunch of people, you know, and that, that's what everybody, you know, the biggest thing I think I've, I've heard, the biggest annoyance that musicians say about clummers is they expect you to bring the whole crowd. Right. And, and, you know, and, and that's funny because in our eyes, what you just mentioned, that's what we think our job is. Yeah. Okay, the, the people are already there we keep them in the crowd. Yeah. We make them have drinks. Yeah. It's a fun time. Then they go tell their friends and then they come back right. to the new show. Exactly. What I believe is what's happened before here is they expect you to bring the 40 people first. Right. You know, and, and I know you've probably had many conversations about that. That's number one to me of, yeah. of musicians getting pissed off at club owners is they expect you to bring the whole crowd. Bring the whole crowd yeah. And I, I don't know... I don't know how to answer that except for why is it a bad idea for you to bring people to your band? I agree. Um, I, how does that hurt you in any way? That's at all? the whole goal is to build a crowd, to build an mm-hmm. audience, to build a following. That's the whole. That's what you want. Right. I mean, uh, look at uh, the hugest bands in the world. They have people that are paying hundred bucks to go see them. They're not going for the beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not going to no. spend twenty dollars on a beer. You know that. So a club. That's why it's hard for new bands to get gigs, you know, is because they have to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, they have to start. They have to get a gig to get a following. Can't get a gig because you don't have a following. So that's that's the hard part, you know. I, and I feel and I've been, been through it for sure, you know, mm-hmm. totally. I still go through it all the time. I out on the road sometimes where you know you're trying to trying to get a gig somewhere and they don't know who you are. Same thing. Right. But uh, you just got to do what you got to do to to build a following. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then you can play anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. You can charge more. Playing money, any songs play you want. Any song yeah, you yeah, want. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. here to see you, and the club owner don't care what you play. No, they yeah. don't care what you play. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care right. what songs you play. Right. They just want people buying, coming to their club, and and spending the money so they can make money. It's mm-hmm. just it's all about money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it makes and it's depressing around. for a lot of us to accept. You yeah, know, but I know. but it's like, would you would you agree that boy? It seems like the 
and, and I'll just call him out because he said this on the show, somebody like a Scotty McBee at Jerry's, the guys like that are saying exactly what you just said, you know, and maybe the, you know, maybe some other bands that have full-time jams or are doing little tours or going to the IBC or, you know, that level of band, I think a lot of them would say the answer what you just said, Yeah. you okay. know, and then a lot of guys at. that are, you know, right. jabbering and they're frustrated yeah are, you know, and again, I'm massively stereotyping, but I wonder how, what percentage of the guys that are making it have that attitude and the guys that aren't making it have this attitude. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, I don't know, you know. It, it takes a while to get over, it's a huge hump to get over, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's something that you'll, you'll get over if you keep doing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you keep pressing you know, you got to do all the other stuff. You know, it's not just playing music. You got to get on the Facebook. You got to get mm-hmm. your name out there. You know, Instagram, website, business cards, mm-hmm. yeah. all that stuff. You got to do it. You know, and I, I'm the worst. I mean, I I, I dislike that more than anybody. Mm-hmm. I I don't like Facebook at all. Yeah. But yeah. I get on there and I put all my shows. Mm-hmm. I don't put anything personal. Right. And I, I hate to read down the, the news feed, but I do it because that's just, and I have my own website, you know, and, and I'm very uh, computer illiterate, but I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> I figured out how to build my own website. And but for advertising, it works pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, you yeah, got, yeah that's how you yeah, build the crowd. You, yeah. you got to get your name out there. You got to let know people, people that, uh, got to let them know where you're playing. Right. You know, and it's. That's the whole deal. Is get them out to the gig to see you. That's right, what you want. Right, right. So do it. You know? Yeah. Take do you do you think another thing I think we get frustrated by is the bringing the crowd and the building it. The I think everybody just has a a now 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 kind of thing too. And we go look back and uh, Lonnie McFadden in town. He's been in town forty years, right. and now he has four weekly shows. Yeah. You know, and and uh, uh, Dave Hayes, and now right. now he brings 20 to every show ever, right. you know, I mean, yeah. a, you know, 10 jammers show up and tw- and 10 to 20 fans show up, uh-huh. but he didn't do that in a year, you know, and so, so is that, is that another, like, w- would you say that's just another thing that you need to just play and just suck it up and get over, that this will take, like, I mean, what's a benchmark, at least three like what at least three to six years or something like that to really get something rolling so like just just shut the hell up until then yeah right i i I took the mentality i always have that you build one fan one at a time you know Mm -hmm. one fan one at a time and that person if they really like you they will tell other people Mm -hmm. and those people will come out to see you and pretty soon that that'll just grow and it'll just snowball Mm -hmm. but yeah it takes lots of time and of course, your band is the product, and people have got to like the product too. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out what your niche is, and and pinpoint those people, you know, and, and become friends with. You know, that's the other thing is go out and talk to these people, mm-hmm. be friends with them. You know, I mean, I mean, I, you don't do that just just to get them to come to your shows, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You want to you you want to be grateful to them for coming out to see you. you and and, uh, and just being a good person helps a lot, but also it's just you gotta have a you gotta have a product that people enjoy, yeah. you know, and that takes work, and that sometimes by itself takes three to six years to figure out mm. what that is. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know? So it can change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do can something change. really badly, you and might, you're like, yeah. you might start off with some one thing and be like, hey, this this isn't really working. You know, mm-hmm. I'm playing uh, you know, experimental techno and people aren't coming out to, to see me maybe I should you know try something else and, and mm. see see how that works mm. you know you you have to uh, cater sometimes to what 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 you love you gotta you know keep that but you gotta do what works too if you wanna go out and, and make some money and, yeah. and, and, and do it you know build a craft Dr. Phil how's that working you know that's yeah. his cash yeah, exactly. you know, how's that working how's for that you, working you know? for you yeah. No matter how much you like it, how's that working? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a silly line, but uh, yeah. so so we're you know we're getting close here. What? Uh, tell me a really crazy gig that you had, or a really bad gig, or a really great gig, or you can okay. answer it however you want. Okay, well. I'll... Or a student that was ba- you know whatever right. you know you can answer it however you want. Well, I'd say unfortunately the 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 
the bad I'll go with the bad one <laughs> for a lesson for everybody yes. <laughs> if, it, if it helps anybody so Levy Town like I said we made it to the, the finals of the IBC mm-hmm. and you know this competition is real strict about how long you play you play you know 25 minutes whatever and you have to go through all these rounds you know and you know we were thinking we'd go down there and have a good time you know and you know just go up and we ended up freaking killing we were gonna make it all the way to the finals so and we're not prepared <laughs> we're not prepared for the the finals is like you know not very long at all like you have to know you have to have a showdown and mm-hmm. it's like you know I don't know how long it was like 15 maybe 12 minutes or mm-hmm. something and we're backstage and you know and, and we don't know what songs we're gonna do we're getting ready to go on we still don't know what songs we're gonna do so we're arguing we're fighting backstage you know and we go up there, and it just we just screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all the way mm-hmm. there, and uh, you know. So the lesson to be learned is be prepared for anything, because something good might happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you want to be prepared to to, uh, to make it happen. You know, at the end. You know? So that's 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 one. I guess another one was when I was real young. Uh, was playing with this guy, Little Hatch. He's a legend guy in town. I'm 19. Little Hatch is, uh, you know, just, we're playing this huge gig I got hired to play out in the middle of, I don't know where. And uh, this is before you could look up directions on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I asked a friend of mine, I had direction, I had a map, they sent me a map. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can probably figure this out. I gave it to a friend and and they're like, uh, oh, I know this area. Uh, you don't have to go this way. This is a long way. Let me show you how to get there, you know. Let me write this map. I'm like, okay, I'm new to town. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at at all anyways. So I follow this map, and I am lost. Mm-hmm. I don't have, this is before I had a cell phone. Right. I don't know where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> it's like an hour and a half after the gig was, you know, going already. Oh, they don't have a guitar geez. player. And oh, I'm, wow. and Little Hatch is like my hero. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I get to play with this legend guy, and and, uh, and I don't know how to get to this game. Wow. <laughs> so I'm biting my steering wheel, man. I'm looking for a payphone anywhere. It's called, I don't know who. Yeah, I heard. So finally, you know, I, 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 uh, I figure it out. I make it, and they're not very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but they get over it and everything's fine. Right, right. So I guess the lesson in that is uh, stick with your gut and you Find your own way to the game. <laughs> Find your own directions. Well, now you got your phone, so yeah. So. All right, but still, even even then, even even then, yeah. you can do something. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah. You go to you know, Jackson, Kansas instead right. of Jackson, Missouri, exactly. and all the or something. You know, Research you put the wrong zip code and, in. And leave and get get to your gigs early. That's the thing. Yeah. Don't right. show up fifteen minutes before you play. Right. Give yourself an hour at least. You know, because you might get a flat tire and you know or something might happen who knows right so that's one of the flakiness that they uh, the 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 people that that never answer the phone the people that show up late don't help you load in right right? all that all of that kind of stuff is maybe back to the attitude stuff we were talking about of the all the kind of extra flaky stuff that that lets you choose well you know well you know you know, this guy does that, and this guy, right. you know, basically bitches the whole gig, and then doesn't call you back, and yeah. then asks why they, we don't have food at the gig, right, and like, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're going to play a show with a band, I think everybody should help load the stuff in. Especially if you're all using, like, the same PA, and you mm-hmm. PA. You know, that's, respe- you know, that's just respect mm-hmm. to uh, help carry a speaker in heck there's right. four of you there's two speakers how hard is it <laughs> just show up early and you know and then what and then what happens when you know i mean it's silly to put a number on it but what happens when you've got this guy who's a nine but he does all that crap right, right? and then you've got a seven over yeah. here and he does all you know and he's the 
you know what I mean? What, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's really always the trick because these guys yeah. can always talk their way out of it, right? They're, yeah. they're so smooth that they're talking and then they, they show up and all of a sudden they're your best friend and, yeah. you know, and then, and then they play and you're like, oh God, this is the best drummer in the city. Right. You know, how do you, you know, I mean, this guy just yeah. absolutely murders everybody on the drums on stage, yeah. but... Love at 79, yeah. I'd say. You know what I mean? That's a silly say, way to yeah. look at it. But. I'd say that seven could learn to get to mm. nine. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff's irritating. So, yeah, right. it's worth to uh, maybe give the other guy a chance. You know, that'll go a longer ways, I think. Everybody can learn. So. And then you make that his, his nickname, right? Hey, yeah. seven, come here. Yeah, right. You tell it to, right to his face. Yeah. That would be exactly. fun. Inspiration. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> Incentive to get to the nine. <laughs> and then you start calling him eight. Yeah, yeah, funny. yeah, yeah eight, there you go. Right? And then I come right. You've graduated to eight. Then they're pretty soon they pass nine and they're ten, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's so mean. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, cool, man. Well, uh, definitely uh, you guys should check out Levy Town. It's yes. great. It's a great band. I always have a lot of fun at your jams. I, I, I have students, that. like, you know seems like every freaking Sunday for the last eight years so I haven't been able to get right. out as much as I would like on sure. first the Sunday one go to get to Billy's quite a bit just because right. of the day right sure but uh yeah. but yeah their 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 jam is really fun and and you guys do a good job of running it and nice. uh it's you know you guys obviously uh are are a extremely quality house band and you're doing it right man yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. that's that's great so you guys should that's go fun. check them out and um Brandon Hudspeth. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for, I appreciate thanks for, it. Man. Thanks for coming and chatting. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's a lot cool. of fun. Yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Brett Boulay coming in here in about 10 minutes. We're going to do another one tonight. Wow. So, uh, so two in the same night, which is fun. Double header. Double header. So uh, cool. stay tuned for that. And uh, But anyway, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Casey Music Talk. <laughs>